Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam of Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is your AEW Dynamite review for a November. I think I forgot the date, Ridwan. November seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. This is the Dynamite after Full Gear. What did you think about this Dynamite? And what did you think about Full Gear? I thought <clears throat> for a excuse me for a fallout from full gear i thought this was a very good show i mean all the matches certainly delivered and it was basically back to your usual dynamite because like for the past couple of weeks we've been watching more you know match heavy shows but this one was a bit more promo heavy and it did its job you know starting up new feuds and uh, continuing some stories some to their detriment as well but uh yeah the episode was really good like it was enjoyable as it usually is however the pay per view i thought was solid i wouldn't call it better than all out like it was a very good show mind you like you know all matches certainly delivered but i felt that there was a certain spark missing that we got at all out probably the debuts but you know that's more of to us being spoiled as wrestling fans but uh, all no like all all matches certainly delivered so no major complaints on that but yeah it was a really good show how did what did you feel about it? i also uh, share the same feeling like i liked all out like full gear was really good really great but uh, i think it was slightly down than the all out paper because all out ended in a very you know it was a statement making paper you and this full gear paper was just a small little follow up hmm. right but what, what was your favorite match from that card i was actually torn between uh, the main event and the opener me too exactly <laughs> like if i you had to choose one if you had to choose one then uh, what would the, it be the main event for like all the story associated with it and how did they you know perform with all those expectations easily i mean not easily but yeah the main event the main event was my favorite the opener was uh, the opener was fantastic mjf and davi allen then uh, the match i was most looking forward to was ftr and lucha bros the match was great the finish was i think it was a little stupid but understandable given dax was uh, concussed really yeah like there was a news uh, i think it was by shawn rossap or I'm not sure that um, there was apparently heat on phoenix for not checking up on dax in the middle of the match is because that's that was the reason why cash had to take the pin even though it was under a lot more convoluted circumstances and besides that yeah ha but the, yeah the rest of the match is also uh, like delivered in the great sense some over delivered like uh, you know inner circle versus american top team because i thought it was like a fun breather before you get to the emotional main event right so yeah very good show and how can you forget about punk versus kingston that was i mean i didn't forget it exactly but uh, this match was i mean 
superb like it was just a brutal affair no um wrestling moves and all this was in it was a brawl both guys just hate each other's guts in storyline of course and they were just beating the hell out of each other and then you know Heidi's mannerisms of how how much he hated punk and how much he was about to show that superb you we also you know uh, did a review for full gear uh, you can you know find uh, the links for that in the description below with the rest of the content also make sure to like share subscribe to slam up wrestling but shall we get down with this dynamite show um it yes, was sir. a very wrestling heavy show if i am not wrong i felt it was a lot more promo heavy um, there was just so many segments either backstage or uh, like you know in ring and then there were like the matches were already there but uh, like the past few weeks i'd say it was like pretty match heavy this one i felt was about a bit more promo heavy but still a great show so uh they kicked off you know with the highlights of full gear you know just a you no know, small little package and then we quickly transition to this small backstage bit with the elite and kenny omega uh, so uh, if you heard the rumors and stuff Kenny Omega was kind of discussing his recent injuries. You know, he's a little disappointed with his loss and the rest of the elites lost in at the pay per view. And he said something like he's kind of taking time off and he wants to the elite to you know uh, that there was one line. If can you help me here? So um, Kenny. we started out the promo is like yeah it was a bad night for the elite we lost the entire elite lost because i mean even the bucks lost the match by the way that was also an amazing match and kenny was like yeah i'm disappointed i think i need some time off to figure things out till then i hope you guys take care of business and then adam cole was like don't worry cleaner i got this and then kenny was like i'm sorry i was just talking was to the bucks i was talking to you i was talking to bucks and yes. uh, cole like he showed a little bit of disappointment but then he was he just carried on normal i'm like oh it's fine yeah and then to like uh, matt was like yeah we got this kenny don't worry and then uh, they immediately ask uh, brandon cutler to you know cut the footage and then nick was like don't you understand just press the red button <laughs> so it went from something serious to comic real quick but yeah a good good promo uh, excuse me a good promo or whatever you want to call it to start off the show yeah it was a promo at the end of the day and I, i lost my breath there for a while sorry yeah you keep breathing man keep breathing we need air yeah thank you yeah. um uh, the point i wanted to make across is they are planting seeds i also mentioned this in the paper review they are planting seeds for this eventual elite you know breakup or the thing is adam cole is the snake in this group and he is the one who's going to you know betray both kenny and the bucks yes but uh, given how the finish was it was even like matt he was like fuck it just go for the buck shot and then you know hangman wins the championship so even there was like some sort of betrayal on matt's behalf as well so maybe even he'd be 
would you say even he'd be contributing to Kenny's exile from the group and uh, i think it is a great opportunity now that kenny is gone now things will pick up with with this breakup and who knows uh, with this bobby will fish and adam cole now being partners for you know they will be even having a tag team match and when december comes around who knows who uh, we could see a kyle o'reilly come in in aw and they will be the dominating trios or faction whatever you call it in aw i think i made my feelings pretty clear on that so i wouldn't repeat that but uh, if it happens great but i wouldn't you know i would it wouldn't be my first choice of happening and uh, speaking about kenny omega boy this guy was have you heard the stories like he was working injured not just this past year but for the last 3 years and mm. he even had a vertigo. problem of vertigo and i don't know what vertigo is but i do know that it sucks yeah like you could see even you know while he was selling even he was yeah he was champion in 2018 during the g1 he was working with an injured heel and then um like he leaves new japan and then he enters aw even then he was dealing with some injuries as far as i remember like from the mox match i think he had he took some time off as well to you know sell the injuries as well as you know just to cover and uh, after that you know the whole uh, story with hangman kicks off and from now to this point i think like his recent injuries went i mean goes as far as probably may april or may even like melzer had continuously reported that he was working hard like if you remember we all were hoping that hagman would win the championship at all out so that kenny could go heal his injuries but uh, due to hagman's unavailability we had christian instead which was fine again and uh, then he was still working hard even as far as like last month there were reports that you know kenny might vacate the championship because of injuries like this this news came out like after he lost the championship but uh, like there were executives who were suggesting that kenny might vacate his championship but he just wanted to finish his story with page so that he can just go i don't want to say ride off into the sunset because that it means retirement but uh, what i meant was he could go and heal his injuries and like you know come back fresh when he needs to and that's the thing like you know that he needs he needs rest like so so bad you could see it even in his body like you know you could see when kenny started off in aw and the kenny that he saw versus hangman there's like a big physical difference you could say even like you know he put on a little bit of muscle muscle strength but more than that like you know his form or his style of wrestling had caught up to him for now now if he takes some time off and then returns we could probably see like you know a lot more physical improvements in kenny omega i'm not trying to you know criticize it but like the you know all with all these injuries that he was working with that has taken a toll on him and you could see that that's what i meant and the fact that he worked through those injuries was... for 3 years for 3 years mind you yeah that's insane and 
the story is that he will be going through multiple surgeries yes and uh, i think melzer even said that like you know he had a separated shoulder that he was working with for a while like leading up to this match and uh, he didn't have the strength to even lift lift weights in gym which is saying something now i think he would be missing at least 6 months it's a more at least yeah but 6 6 months you know with the recent you know innovations in med- medicines yeah you can see you are seeing so like these days you are seeing so many of these old wrestlers who had uh, who had their careers yeah who had their careers done with because of neck injuries and then they've been coming back and look like they haven't missed a step guys like edge daniel brian uh, anilson daniel brian would have been ideal since he came back in wwe but christian uh, cage you know he had a concussion which forced him to retire and then now he is kicking ass like ever so yeah great stuff on those even staying for that matter he had like spinal stenosis had to forcefully retire he was still like back then when in wwe before he retired he was 55 and he was still doing those high flying moves like i remember he did this one uh, cannonball style sent on on the x uh, from the top rope which looked insane and he still could go at that time now he, of course he is like you know with age and the recent injuries he still like he's lost a bit of step but still he looks like he still looks great in the ring which is amazing and speaks volume of volumes of how great staying is well at least uh, now him going out it will actually not matter to aw right now because you have the talents to fill in that spot and you could also bring in new established stars in that top position yes and it's a rotating roster if people are taking you know time off to heal or you know fight their own personal battles they can go the positions the positions are still intact and when they come back they won't miss a beat rather we have even even moxley is out right now you have omega and uh, i think these two are the biggest names who are out right now and once they are back it's 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 going to mean a lot and uh, how are they booked from their you know they they won't be hurt because that's that was the stigma that's what the stigma was you know all these years like people were working hard just so that they couldn't lose their spot now that whole stigma is gone and you can just take time off and come back just have a relaxed life as a pro wrestler which is great and um that's regarding kenny omega and the eventual thing they can do storyline wise with the elite but uh, we had the celebration of national cowboy shit day here in aaw so we had the dark order in the ring the ring was all decorated and stuff with a very cowboy themed and by the way we are in virginia so they introduce the new world champion that is hangman adam page he comes out great hometown pop and did you see the graphics here that they gave him unnecessary cheap pop yes and he was wearing virginia yes for the shirt code virginia yeah, is for the shirt that even that got a big pop and uh, 
the crowd was saying you deserve it he said that he didn't didn't deserve it but he actually earned it uh, the crowd then started a you earned it chant and suddenly he gets interrupted by brand danielson right on cue even jim ross mentioned it and for a while then danielson was you know uh came in was being the nice guy congratulated page and he said this line that he was kind of disappointed that uh, he's not facing kenny omega for the championship and the crowd then started boo- uh, booing danielson and he stayed and he went into a very full heel mode here. like uh, basically shitting on page uh, thinks he's not the top guy and he made this line that he doesn't even wrestle com- like danielson wrestles weekly page wrestles rarely on tv and even also pointed out that when he won the world championship at wrestlemania he wrestled the next night the crowd he was forced uh, to boost. yeah he was forced to defend his championship on the very next night after mania but he still used it just to gain heat i thought it was a bit of genius with people not knowing the actual thing that happened but i at first you know uh, like it's a aw show opening up with a segment and not wrestling it's a little weird sometimes but this segment at the end especially because of danielson what he was doing really came up great I'm personally not a fan of the heel turn but I can sense why they did it or probably it must have been Brian's idea because you know just to get the full support behind Page and once you know eventually if he be it's uh, Danielson it's going to mean a lot more because Danielson is like the established household name everyone knows him and uh, Hangman is the new AEW champion and when hangman beats danielson it's me it's going to mean a lot more and it's going to pay put a page over like so much strong so i think that you know once this happens like once hangman defeats danielson and then danielson is going to be like you proved me wrong and he's going to shake hangman's hand and he's going to go back to his uh, baby face run so he was actually you know getting into you know could say team typical words playing mind games with page at one point it really pissed off page they got into a you know face off and almost got into a brawl but the dark order members you know were there to separate the two so at the end it was a really good segment and i don't think it's a permanent thing that danielson is going ill i think it's just for the storyline yes it's just for the storyline i don't think they should they should have done the heel turn in the first place you know it's like two beloved baby faces but maybe they wanted to blur the lines a little maybe just so that you know they wanted an established not an established established baby face rather and like someone who is like teetering towards the heel side when i like i watched the show pretty late and i read the spoilers of it I thought it was just similar to how Danielson was treating Eddie Kingston in the lead up to their match because he was just he just wanted the best version of Eddie Kingston. He was still a baby face at the end of the day, but now with Brian's promos and how he was deriding Adam Page all this while, it came off like very 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 heelish. So 
there you go like now this is an actual heel versus face feud and aw has done like really good face versus face feuds in the past so this was this came out of left field but you know it's it's working just because it's Brian Danielson who's who's the heel in this story and he's uh, he's someone who's a master at being a both heel and a face so great good stuff on that part but uh, we forgot one line by adam when he said that uh, yeah i managed to like when danielson said i'm a little bit disappointed it's not kenny omega who's the champion and then uh, adam was like yeah i defeated kenny and i did it in less than 30 minutes which was a great jab at danielson which you know spiral which spiraled uh, danielson out of his mind and then start to go all heel on adam page and uh, the we we thought that if you do danielson versus page danielson being the popular guy would be you could say a bigger baby face than page but yeah they did the opposite opposite thing which is great yeah it works it works on that front and like i said it's going to mean a lot more when hangman defeats uh, danielson to you know establish as this credible fighting world champion i wonder when they do it my guess is probably the long island show but uh, let's see when they, when do they do it can they stretch it out uh, to the new year i think it will lose its charm if anything probably danielson danielson might uh, what do you say he like at this point like i might be spoiling it i'd say i'm getting a little ahead of myself but uh, yeah I'll probably leave it so after have... we review the match. Yeah, and once this segment was done, they quickly transition into this scheduled match between uh, Dark Order member Evil Uno and Danielson. And the last segment really helped, you know, tell some story in this match as well. The crowd fully hates Danielson. Danielson was, you know. being full heelish uh, beat just beating the shit out of evil uno um, and it was a short little match danielson looked dominant and he won the match with a submission i think it was a cross face like what happened was danielson hit the running knee he could have ended the match over there but he decided to you know uh, do the kick his, kick his fucking head in and he did that just storm the hell out of uno and locked in a sleeper a dragon sleep not not a dragon yeah sleeper. dragon sleep say triangle no, i think it was a dragon sleep no it was a triangle Some, it was a triangle and right? just Big basically you know getting a submission victory and uh, there you go they did a little uh, post match promo with shivani and he said something i don't know i actually don't remember do you remember Yes, uh, he's like, yeah, I shot on the beloved uh, hometown hero Hangman Page. I'm paraphrasing it over here. Next week, like I shot, like he said, like I shot on Hangman in his hometown of Virginia, and I beat the shit out of Evil Uno. Now next week we are in Chicago. We, I'm going to beat the. There is a certain member. in dark order who's from chicago so i challenge you cold kamana and i'm going to beat the hell out of you 
so yeah kick your head in sorry that was the right uh, verbiage that he used like i'm going to kick some heads in to the dark order next week in chicago i'm going to kick uh, cold cabana's head in so i challenge you to a match which is made official for next week it's a thanksgiving episode of dynamite in chicago where uh, brian danielson will face cold cabana and now i have a theory on this so yeah in, <clears throat> so this is basically danielson killing all uh, dark order members in their respective hometowns cuz next week he's in uh, chicago he's going to face cold cabana the week after that they're going to be in georgia so he's going to face uh, allen angels who's from atlanta georgia and the week after that they're going to be in long island so he's going to kick the shit out of john silver or maybe alex mm. reynolds depending depends on who takes that spot and until probably then if they are able to stretch it stretch more than that until you know the tbs episode great else i don't know when will they keep it but um, that's actually a great theory and that's could say really good booking you know heading towards the title match but uh, this uh, next week's match with cold cabana I almost forgot that he was he was from Chicago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his the only thing that kept him relevant before joining Dark Order was that he's from Chicago and he wrestled in Ring of Honor for so many years. And of course the whole CM Punk podcast thing which is also dead in the water right now. And kind of surprised that we are getting uh, Danielson versus Cabana first before Punk versus Cabana I'm not really surprised because like eventually it will happen but not sure when <laughs> because I mean they still apparently they still have heat with each other but uh, when will they address that god knows Full of his Charlotte and Becky man just do it Yeah let's see No, I still feel uh, Becky and Charlotte is a work though. Do you? Yeah, I do. Let's see, man. I'll be checking out Survivor Series. Let's see how that match works out. But moving on. By the way, one thing I forgot to mention is that uh, Evil Uno's mask was kind of looking like Shark Boy. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about that. Like, there was something about Evil Uno's mask that was like bothering me. There's something, you know, with the whole teeth thing. there's something similar about this and then familiar about this rather and then you just pointed it out pretty well shagwai but moving on uh, they showed the highlights of mjf versus darby allen so they showed a promo with mjf being involved that was actually a really intense promo is actually shitting on the fans you know because sort of uh, in that match we would we would hear fans were actually kind of cheering for mjf and basically basically called them marks and yeah very intense promo if you ask me oh yeah totally like there is a point about mjf as a heel like even despite him shitting on the crowd each and every single time he still is desperate for a little bit of adulation but once he gets that he's still going to shit on them being being mjf that is and uh, 
he's like yeah i hurt my knee beating darby and i took him down with this headlock takeover which i thought was fantastic the way they addressed that issue address that uh, claim rather and uh, who i don't care like you know there are so many there are so many great wrestlers in aw oh yeah and also like everyone says that mjf is uh, all good on the stick but not good in the ring well you know now that how good i am there my knees hurt but this isn't hurt this is still sharp and then he just goes on to mention everyone in aw is like the greatest pro wrestlers you know like kenny omega hangman page cm punk Eddie Kingston and so many names and he's like nah I'm the fastest riding rising star in professional wrestling and I'm the, like he does his all stick so a very very good promo I thought this was some of one of his best promos ever I'd say we'll uh, be talking more about MJF but uh, let's talk about Eddie Kingston man the name he mentioned he was in a really good match with CM Punk they showed some highlights of that match as well So Shivani was actually being interviewed. Sorry, Shivani was being interviewed. Shivani was interviewed. Was interviewing in the Kingston. Yeah, fuck. Kingston is looking fully disappointed. He wants this segment to end quickly, and all of a sudden he is interrupted by two point oh and Daniel Garcia. They are just making fun of Kingston here. Kingston is in no mood and basically shits on Daniel Garcia, who I think he addressed this that he is a New Yorker. and basically got into the face of garcia even brought out the fact that uh, these 2.0 guys call you their son or something like that and you could be seeing a kingston garcia match in the future probably also, next week's dynamite or rampage let's say maybe in the new york show I... oh that's going to long rule. island show that's going to rule so much another thing funny about this segment was Uh, Kingston is uh, fully disappointed with this interruption, and now he just wants some catering. <laughs> if he was, no, if he it. was in another company, that would be his full-time spot, catering. Does the WWE catering even have people anymore? <laughs> very on, very, question. very on. Uh, what do you say? On time with that reference, Supreme. Good one. But uh, yeah, Kingston versus Daniel Garcia should be a good little match. We need King. We need to get Kingston some wins. Yes, but uh, I doubt if they're going to stretch that long because Mox isn't there and Darby's busy with his own stuff. So if they want to, do, if they want to lead up to Kingston and uh, Garcia at their New York show, they would have to have. Uh, they would have to have Kingston wrestle two point zero and Garcia in some capacity before hat. Yeah, basically he needs big wins. Do you even yeah. remember the last singles victory he has had? I'm talking a big one. Lance Archer. Would probably counted that because it was for it was in the tournament and uh, it was for like you know a shot at the AEW World Championship. But uh, I think if you want to establish the, him as a top guy, he could he could wrestle rarely but get him some win. Yeah. There you go, man. Uh, but moving on, we had Butcher and the Blade versus. 
chaos members orange cassidy and uh, the never open world champion tomohiro ishii the stone pit bull and uh, the stone pit bull and uh, never open world champion don't forget that he won that championship at uh, the battle of the valley show if i'm not wrong it is j white yep and a uh, small little reference about j white j white and juice robinson could be mostly leaving new japan okay tell me more um that's the story man both men are could be done with new japan the point i want to you know mention is that that would be a big loss for new japan if j white leaves yeah i mean juice seemed like the guy who would stay long term in new japan when you know he was getting he got his big win versus cody and he was the first person in like new japan's recent history who got like more than a year of extension on his contract which thought like which was a big deal because we thought that new japan had big plans for him and whereas his partner david finlay he seemed like someone you know he was like he had his one foot out of the door because he's he just sound like he wanted to leave new japan but yeah j white if he leaves new japan it's going to be a huge loss for them because besides besides him there isn't any big you know guys in heel that they have i'm not osprey. going to i know i'm not going to count osprey in that because why i don't know why but like he's he's the big heel right now because he has a championship which isn't like you know legally he's just furthering a story but i think j white was turned dirty in that aspect he was just given one world title and that's it they thought it was leading to something big but you know it did not he actually should have been in the main event picture right now yeah it was like why why was he never champion until like you know in this case i'd say he should have won the world championship at this year's uh, wrestle kingdom this past years yeah but yeah and from that remember during january time he was the you know talk of the town with uh, the match itself you know the tokido match and uh, the report that he could be leaving and joining wwe no man he's 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 fucked if he is going there i, I don't think at, at this point nobody even think is thinking about joining that company yeah If, right if there was an option he should have been ringside sitting at a takeover but nxt is dead wwe forget about it only option aew so yeah he could go go join wwe for the money but uh, it's not worth it i guess they'll strip they'll strip him off everything that made him cool in the first place that's the main point so if he does become a free agent then aw could be an option and remember remember that they teased something on impact and that never happened yeah that was when kenny was the champion they teased it for a while and then kenny lost kenny lost the belt so yeah i never got what they were actually trying to achieve with that that is your images that were easily forgotten material yeah but uh, yeah they could both of those guys juice and j white could be you know going full time with impact 
Who knows? Mm, let's see what happens. I uh, I mean, I would love for Jay to join AEW. But even if he joins AEW, it's still, you know, New Japan at the end of the day because they are working together. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, let's talk about this match. This match was good, you could say. I didn't expect a lot here because, yeah, we were expecting Ishii's big debut, Willow Vichy. And uh, in putting him in this situation with the HF4 was little. Uh, but uh, this turned out to be a really good match. The crowd was super hot. Uh, loved both Cassidy and uh, Ishii here. And uh, Butcher and the Blade, they are a really good tag team, man. I'd say they they feel like they're undervalued Mm. compared to the rest of the tag teams. Yes. I mean, they are mercenaries uh, at the end of the day in kayfabe, but as a team by by themselves, they are really like, you know, they feel like they've improved like a lot in the past one year. Especially Butcher, because you wouldn't... Like, you knew Blade was a pretty decent worker, as is, from his time and uh, impact. But uh, Butcher Butcher is someone who's stepped up. And, uh, you know, he's gotten himself in great shape and is a good wrestler now. The clash between Ishii and... uh, Ishii and the Butcher... The, that was something that I was most looking forward to because like it's the big meaty when slapping meat situation and I wasn't disappointed in that I thought I still felt that Ishii was leaving like it was going a little lighter on his strikes because of course he wouldn't want to injure his opponent and uh, like you know in New Japan they're just going at like 150 kilometer per hour like a breakneck pace be- pun definitely not intended they're just going on throat with each other, just beating the hell out of it. So I thought Ishii was resisting a little, but he was still pretty solid in his off- offense. And then there was uh, Orange, you know, h- hitting his um, like aerial maneuvers on the blade and Matt Hardy. And I like the finish as well, while, uh, you know, blade was going for his brass knuckles. And Rocky Romero pulls him down and then like Matt Hardy beats him up and then Orange hits a crossbody on both Matt Hardy and the Blade and then Ishii hits the brain buster for the win. So I thought this was a great, uh, this was a, this was a good match. I felt that Ishii was a little, a little under, like because of his strikes, I guess, but you felt he was a little underutilized, but again, like, you know, it worked for him because he picked up the victory for his team and like, you know, everyone in everyone enjoyed it i certainly did you did too so i think that was the point uh, at the end of the day yeah one thing to point out is ishi walked out to where's my mind by pixies yeah that also felt a little uh, out of place right yeah i just want to ask what is life (laughs) that was crazy to watch the match was entertaining crowd loud ishi crowd loud orange and you talked about the finish with uh, uh, Ishii hitting the brain buster on Blade, right? Yeah. No, it, it was on Butcher. No, it was on it was Blade. On Butcher. No, it was on Blade. It was on Blade, right? Because Blade was taken out by the crossbody and then Rocky rolled him in for Ishii to, you know, pick up the scraps for the victory. 
and i love the spot where butcher and ishi were exchanging and he blay sorry butcher is trying his best to knock out ishi with his forearms but ishi you know started to get mad and the crowd started chanting you fucked up and he basically no sold all those forearms i love i love that spot perks of having no neck i guess Yeah, and by the way, don't get confused that Ishi is a stone pit bull. He doesn't sell. That is him. He sells. When Ishi sells, he is the best seller in the business. Oh man! Like, of course, because I mean, he's getting hit for real, and of course, the reference goes back to his match with Shibata. I think it was the twenty thirteen G one, where the, like the first two minutes was just both going hell for leather on each other, beating the shit out of like beating the pulp out of each other rather. and then uh, you know ishi breaks his jaw in like the first two minutes of this match and then there was one sequence where uh, ishi is like lying on the bottom turnbuckle and shibata is just laying in his forearms on ishi so that was also like it i think it was the same match and uh, when he retires ishi it won't matter if he won the world championship or not at least he came out to where's my mind for on a national television he came out on national television that itself is something long live one for one so basically it's confirmed that they are trying a faction versus faction deal with chaos and uh, hfo yes about that uh, i hope i don't know when will they end this orange cassidy and matardi feud just get over it and and now it's the faction versus faction deal uh, i'm little uh, you know not i don't want okada to be put into this situation exactly i was going to say the same thing like it will be very wasteful of using okada in this situation of just you know going after fucking mad hardy if if you are bringing in okada you should just keep him like you know next to guys like danielson page I would have said Kenny, but he is off. So, I mean, he's probably off. Yeah, we'll hopefully see that match by next year. No, for sure. Like if the yeah, things but... if things heal up, probably even Danielson and G One man. Fuck yeah. Screw the G One. I want Danielson. I'm. I think they will do Danielson versus Ishii on TV. Yes, I. Hell, even Ishii versus Miro on TV. Like a lot of options there, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Ridwan, we are getting a eight eight man tag. I think on the next edition of Dynamite. Yes. So this is uh, Death Triangle and Cody Rhodes facing Malakai Black, Andrade El Idolo, and FTR. So they were trying to build this match with a bunch of backstage interviews, promos, whatever you call it. So. Thoughts on this one? I've lost interest in this feud because I mean, especially with Andrade and Death Triangle, because it's been—I feel it's going on for far too long. But uh, besides that, like this match is going to rule regardless because of all the talent involved. And uh, now they're just picking on Jose for no reason. Like poor guy. And I. I... You should be happy that Jose was alive after the paper. <laughs> oh, for sure. 
and after that, like even uh, talib blanchard is like at least i'm sticking my nose where it's at at least i'm not jose and like i mean i i don't know what else can i say about this it's just i mean this match is going to be fun that's about it just the feud is i feel is just going a bit too long for my taste what are they doing with cody roads that's that's like a mystery that we don't know because like every week we are like oh is he turning heel now oh no oh no he's not he's just normal cody roads is he turning heel oh no it's just there this so it's like a slow burn probably but god knows when will they finally pull the trigger yeah because i think we are getting into the phase where the rest of the guys is involved with the feud for example malakai or andrade you're going you're going, you're going to bring those guys down hmm. i i still don't get the partnership between cody and pack like i know it's the whole the enemy is my the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation and even pack said in his promo is like after full gear we are done i know i don't like you and i don't want to be around you but now we are back to this bullshit really but, confusing i mean it's not even bad. yeah it's, it's not, not bad. bad i would say this like they have mixed all this you could say stories into one so technically that should be the culmination of everything and you should move on to whatever you were doing in the past Yes, and they're also leading up to the triple mania match between uh, FTR and Lucha Bros for the Triple Eight Tag Championship. But do you expect a rematch for the AEW Tag Belts? At least not FTR. now. At least not now. But they have a valid reason why they should be getting a match now. So is that the legit story with uh, Dax Harwood getting concussed? Yeah, and uh, there was like a a picture that he posted the next day. He's like, I have to take family pictures, and then there was like a big bump on his head. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So I don't know. I think it's time we could put in other other top tag teams in the you know uh, going against Lucha Bros. Yeah, and like. given that he is able to jump back into the ring for a match it's like a mild concussion but it was still steady nonetheless uh, knowing that it happened and uh, yeah i feel like if this match happens especially like the one at triple mania that's going to be for the triple a championship and now there might after that there might be a point where both championships will be on the line and there will be only one super team Uh, speaking about triple mania i heard the story that triple mania uh, triple mania triple a is being threatened by some mafia yes they had to cancel one of their shows leading up to triple mania because of that uh bring in arn anderson to save the day i guess <laughs> one glock is enough yes the glock man himself arn anderson Armed Anderson, uh, have you watched? Have you watched the Road Two episode this past uh, Wednesday? I actually missed this week. Oh, so they were they were running this uh, segment with uh, you know Baron Von Raschke being there in the crowd, and then he Who's was that? he's an old NWA legend. 
Uh-huh. He was the one who clawed Ethan Page, if you remember. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So Victoria Shivani was basically marking out, saying that you know, I was growing up as a wrestling fan. I was a huge fan of Baron Von Raschke, and then he's like, yeah, all the old NWA guys were also there. So it felt like a reunion in itself. And there was Tully Blanchard meeting him, and then there was Arn also. He's like, yeah, we we all we are all still in this business, and we'll thank Baron Von Raschke for being an integral part of our careers. and uh, there was like uh, when arn hugs him there was like a t-shirt that literally says arm danderson i think we have to get that shirt man yeah it's like probably like we should some we should do something branded like in terms of slam hub wrestling and like an arn meme or something because we talk about this arn arm danderson thing like far too long, far too much so we should probably issue a t-shirt for that that's a great idea but uh, moving on uh, we had a interview with dr bit baker dmd um shivan is interviewing her you know she is uh, talking about the title defense with ty conti and she's tired basically of carrying this division and wants to you know put the focus on the tbs championship and uh, she said that her uh, partner jimmy hater is the nagrad will be the inaugural you know tbs champion shivan you know jumps in that uh, she is facing thunder rosa so you know say that there is a chance thunder rosa comes out as the winner so brit gets annoyed by that the that the fact that thunder rosa was brought up in this situation basically they kind of sprinkling some shades here as well so i think they are ready to jump into this thunder rosa brit baker feud yeah but that means either thunder rosa is winning either thunder rosa is losing due to a bit bigger interference versus jamie hater or thunder rosa is winning next week and losing to um jade kagel through an interference from bit bigger so you know it's happening but not exact not sure when exactly um that's the same situation i'm kind of predicting uh you could uh, have thunderosa be jamie hater then they you could do the interference some you no know, similar to that but i think they are ready to go with thunderosa versus blood baker because as of now you don't have anyone left on that division any thunderosa top, is top no rank female yeah on the top yeah. rank and we are actually waiting for this you know because the brit baker feud how she has had some you know decent enough matches but uh, we need some good story yeah i felt even at her match at full gear i thought ty conti looked so much better in the ring than brit baker and this is not a knock on baker it's just that ty got a chance to shine more than her yeah the whole intention of that match was just get ty conti over like show the you know people that she's ready actually mm-hmm. to be a star maybe get a title opportunity sorry a title reign under her belt so i think she has proven that and she will get better uh, at least by the as at, uh, when 2020 2022 comes around who knows she could get a tbs championship uh, ring yes man that gotch pile drive was sick though That she got the pay per view. Yeah, that is Suzuki influence. Yeah, 
but uh, we have to wait and see but uh, we have a tbs championship tournament match on dynamite here this week this is hikaru shida facing nyla rose uh, they brought up the fact that both uh, have i think nyla rose has 50 wins under her belt while shida is at the 51 mark so they brought up that fact as well so this was actually a decent enough match man what did you think about it? Yeah, I thought this match was great because it showed that Nyla Rose has improved like tenfold since AEW started, and like she is someone who deserves a lot more in the division. Whereas you had someone like Hikaru Shida, who is also fantastic and by herself, and also getting Nyla Rose over as this you know dominant, credible person to advance to the next round. and it also worked with uh, hikaru shida's injury and also you know her feud with serena d which is still continuing which is which is great that they are and uh, yeah that's that's all probably i have to say as of now and uh, i have to say man have you checked out nyla rose on twitter no i'm i'm pretty much updated with her right now <laughs> and i have to say nyla rose's twitter game is top notch I'd say it's the best in AEW, like easily top three or top five. But yeah, one of the best. Top three is uh, like yeah. a great this thing. And on that note, I have to say that Nyla Rose's Twitter game is way better than the entirety of Queen's Crown tournament. Another one. Yes, <laughs> this did the Michael um, Scott thing. But like you said, this match was really good. and they were uh, telling the story of shida's injured knee and we also got a you know uh, the involvement of uh, serena deep she actually kind of took a cheap shot on shida but uh, the one thing i liked was the bit they did with vicky guerrero mm. like she was actually trying to you know she actually prior to this spot was uh, used the kendo stick on shida she was trying to choke her out but and she was trying to do the same thing here but shida you know had it scouted and vicky mm, guerrero actually you know decided to escape and run away but she tripped and fell shida took a good kendo stick shot on vicky guerrero that was a really good spot you know classic he you know just before that with the heel. yeah just before that the crowd was standing shut up vicky while she was just instructing malaros on what to do this crowd was hot actually in virginia it was a small crowd but it was hot in yeah but uh, uh, as we get to the final parts they were trying to go for their big signature moves uh, what happened was nalos missed a big senton which actually looked awkward and it had to suck for nayla yeah the chair spot right uh, even even the you just i was talking about the final part now that you mentioned about the chairs for that also look brutal as well which chair fucking Nyla broke about it almost collapsed man it did collapse not almost so as we get to the final parts shida was going for some knee strike nala catches her with the stretch muffler actually and uh, shida had to give up so nala is advancing so nala rose is fi- uh will be facing the winner of thunderosa and jamie eater if i'm not no 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 she's facing uh, the winner of ruby soho versus chris atlanta 
and that match has happening on the this rampage or next week on dynamite no they didn't announce uh, ruby soho versus chris statlander just yet this week on uh, rampage we have jade cargill versus uh, red velvet and next week on dynamite we have thunder rosa versus uh, jamie ato okay so who do you think is winning with jade cargill red velvet jade cargill right <laughs> there is no other option or they drew, or they gave red velvet her victory finally beating jade cargill they ha- they kind of have to but probably you know it, it takes all the mystique away from jade cargill who isn't like who isn't very very established herself like she's still green and you know despite her undefeated streak she's still you know she's still trying to prove herself if anything this tbs championship is a way to you know define what she is we'll have to wait and see but uh, shall we talk about mjf once again he had a in-ring interview this time came out came out with uh, wardlow and uh, uh, who's the other guy sean, sean spears. spears the story of his life Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not discrediting Sean Spears. I almost forgot he came out with. But yeah. uh, he had his, an interesting interview. His two, uh, yeah, his two accountability buddies. Um, that that's actually hilarious. Uh, the nickname given by MJF. So MJF is. I think he was not actually interested in talking for a while. You know, seeing the crowd reaction he was getting, and he decided to give Sean Spears the mic. and mjf was you know uh, when he actually decided to get the mic he was talking about you know beating darby allen at full gear and now he wants that world title opportunity also 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 mentioned about this bidding war that could happen at 2024 i almost get concerned when he all brings up that fact yeah 2024 like probably that's when his contract is ending He's resigning. Yeah, I mean he is easily like resigning. You mean you know resigning with AEW, right? Like extending yeah, his contract. He, yeah, he 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 won't be you know jumping ship just to talk with Bruce. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, his his gimmick in that sense is very much like ECW Rob Van Dam. Like Rob Van Dam. in ecw he used to call himself mr monday night while i think ecw was also on mondays and then he's like uh, yeah he used to al- also call himself mr pay per view and then he was like ah, fuck this fuck this company that i'm working for i'd be better elsewhere while he still shows up to work in ecw and just having the best match so this is exactly that whatever mjf is doing is uh, rob van dam in ecw So uh, other than the bidding war he's talking about you know getting a world title opportunity but you know the ranking says something else and there was a line from the commentary team uh, that uh, this is a guy who wrestles yeah, three times, three times a, year, a year which actually makes sense that's why he is not being ranked higher yes i like the, i think it was excalibur who said it it would have been hilarious is he was ranked by the way? I don't think so. Probably like just below top five or something. Yeah. That. So, um, and you even said that you know if we you know uh, had intention, he could you know 
get a world title shot right now you know uh, talking about hangman page he said he could take a big cowboy shit on his title reign and uh, uh, as just before just before we head into that uh, i re- i just remembered something uh, you remember like few years ago when i'm uh, oh, sorry few years sorry few weeks ago when uh, there was something like mjf was supposed to do like he was supposed to cut a promo or something and uh, tony shivani was like starting off the show he was just running down the card what's going to happen and then he had to talk about mjf and then we have mjf actu having his promo or something you remember that he did that yeah he did that i don't actually remember that but i do know that every week uh, shivani hits mjf's guts now the entire commentary team is jumping into that equation it is funny for me i don't yeah. think what other people think about it yes even like at the start of this promo like when mjf was coming out to his entrance team and then excalibur is like yeah and now we have this misfortune of having to listen to this prick named mjf while and i think uh, excalibur and shivani are against mjf jim ross is the one who actually puts him over i No, I mean, they still put him over despite him being a heel. He's like, ah, this son of a bitch, this bastard rat. But he's still a good technical wrestler, so that's good. But fuck him. So, shall we get to this, uh, the other part of this segment? Yes, please. Yeah, uh, another part I forgot is while MJF is cutting his promo, uh, Sean Spears was having a candy bar. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Yeah, you could see him sitting in a chair and the other side of the camera is just enjoying this candy bar. He asked with the Wardlow, you know, I'd like to have some Wardlow, you know, you know, okay, I'm good. Something mm-hmm. like that. But let's talk about the second part. Like we hear part of personality hit, all of a sudden CM Punk walks out and uh, uh, his body language, Punk's body language was basically this. he was like this throughout this segment mix mix uh, his way down to the ring very slowly gets into the ring and mjf is the one you know who uh, offers a handshake hi i'm max for jacob friedman punk laps and just walks away and the crowd was loving this the small interaction that mjf and punk had even we got we even got a holy shit chant because we knew what's up so punk decided to you know no sell this handshake he walks off music hits again this is basically your small teaser man and i loved the fact that punk didn't utter a single word yeah it's basically kind of like a master versus apprentice situation even though you know both are pretty polar opposites in terms of their gimmicks at the moment this punk is like this experienced veteran who has talked shit to people in the past and got away with it himself and you know he also punk also learned it the hard way like he was humbled with all his experiences mjf is starting in the same way as punk is and mjf hasn't had that you know veteran kicking his ass veteran veteran kicking his ass moment just yet and uh, all i have to uh, say is i'm pretty excited for this program me too man this the promos like everyone was anticipating for it to eventually happen sometime just simply for the promos alone and now that we've gotten like you know mjf 
he's improved like leaps and bounds in the ring over the past year so the match itself is also going to be fantastic so um i actually have a theory mjf so we have this long island show right dynamite mm-hmm. i want mjf to do this cm punk debut parody over there debut in parody. long island oh okay the cm punk aw debut you mean yeah Ah. has to you know, do the same thing jump yeah. in the crowd something like that ah yes i you remember like when punk was about to debut how everyone was just fantasy booking for it to be you know very wwe esque thing like the cult of personality hits and mjf shows up just to get heat or uh, like doesn't happen and mjf just shits on it yada yada this you can do it somewhere probably next week in chicago where uh, cm punk's music hits and then mjf just comes out for the heat thing you could do you could actually do that next week and you know just forget all the fantasy booking shit that you had done in the past but my main question is now the mjf punk program is upon us do you have this match eventually happens is mjf the one to beat cm punk in aw probably because it will rub it will give him a big rub um you know someone like you know who's still up and comer despite being an established name in AEW and also CM Punk is like he's also leaning towards a more darker side of him for a while so you could probably do that like punk loses loses his focus in terms of just teaching this young uh, youngster a lesson and then mjf takes advantage of that something like that you could hey. do i mean i'd be fine either way even if punk wins great if mjf wins great it's i'm just enjoying the feud i will enjoy the feud rather i would love if they do something like if you could have punk beat mjf then you get into a situation you do wardlow versus punk and you could give wardlow the win Hmm. and then mjf gets jealous something like that <laughs> that would that would be a good uh, way to get around it and speaking of mjf and wardlow like recently them having an argument that was under hangman adam page's tweet like um like film main like what what happened so you must have seen like hangman's press release as uh, you know declaring the day as national cowboy shit day and uh, after that he's like i am a fighting champion i want to defend against all comers except for wardlow's possibilities and then wardlow just quote tweets that with this emoji and then mjf is like what did i tell you about the thinking emoji you should not use it before my permission and then people were mm-hmm. filling mjf with those you remember the video that of him dancing with max caster you actually sent me that yeah and uh, people were replying that to mjf i'm like is this you and then it's with mjf's theme instead yeah so we'll have to wait and see man we'll have to wait and see i'm pretty excited for this program like i said before yep
and it's it's going to be fun for the promos alone but the match is certainly going to over deliver based on expectations because despite his great showings mjf like people still consider mjf as like the guy with who's good at the mic he's proving himself um, again and again of how great he is in the ring but i think this match with punk is going to show like you know everyone else how great mjf is but uh, moving on and i am like i said in the beginning of this review i'm actually interested in this one so i think they are building towards still continuing with this super click you know jurassic express christian cage deal so the super click are actually disappointed with their loss at the pay per view so they actually want to get rid of uh, jurassic express so i think we are getting a tag match at rampage this week with bobby fish and adam cole facing the jurassic express and there you go that's the whole story and uh, like i said they are planting the seeds for this dissension within the elite and adam cole is the one who spearheads it with you know a potential arrival of his other best friends yeah that's yeah it's going to be good if it happens but yeah i was i was more leaning towards the theory of kevin steen but now we are still unsure if he's continuing or is he leaving wwe i don't know man i don't know <laughs> if they give him a sudden wwe title reign then that could be something else if not he is joining um, aw and stuff should happen and yeah and by the way i think jurassic express are bound for a title opportunity against the lucha bros mm, that could happen sooner or later but let's see what how do they get to it so that match is happening at rampage but let's talk about this other tag match we have on dynamite it's leo rush and dante martin against the acclaimed i have to say that this partnership with leo and dante they are they actually make a entertaining tag team it's finally clicking like after ever since leo actually started wrestling in the tag matches and now we have like he's having a lot of goodwill behind him you know after his recent family tragedy everyone is starting to love leo a lot more and the association with dante is also helping in that aspect so great stuff on that you know a bit i mean due to outside factors but great because leo rush is finally like even with his performances in the ring and especially in this match he's finally getting his due everyone like thanks to his wwe run people remember more for his fuck ups more than you know how talented he was on the ring and on the mic but now I, like the perceptions are changing which is great and i personally love leo rush in the ring i think he's <laughs> he's like a great talent in the ring a bit curtailed by his you know perceived attitude issues backstage but he's admitted to those things and now he's always trying to improve on that and become a better person he's a cool dude at the end of the day yeah i feel like yeah he's come a long way in that aspect like he's also been humbled for his own you know troubles and he's always he always seems like the guy who's learned from those mistakes and come back even stronger and he's done that in the past he's done it again right now and he's still kicking ass and looking strong great stuff to see this tag match was good i guess with the acclaimed 
it was very competitive and uh, did you check out the rap by the acclaimed it was not your best you know you could say rap they have done but uh, it was good enough you know uh, taking jabs at leora saying that he was he could have been better off being a manager and take uh, they took a little shot with dante martin as well so yeah that was pretty much it yeah like that was the only ha moment in this promo because when whenever they go especially like the last line is often killer it was very cheap uh, with what he delivered because like yeah yeah not the not the best, best raps they have done yeah which is saying something about the acclaim because they've been so brutal on the mic on their opponents that you expect a lot more these days and that's a yeah. that's a good thing to have big expectations from them you know being the talent or being placed where they are on the card and the wrestling aspect is also getting better when it comes to the acclaim yes like especially with bowens who's gotten a lot more time to shine in the past couple of weeks so he's also getting there and caster i mean he's not your best worker but he is also who's constantly improving every week and his main forte is the rap bit yeah that that's what sells the acclaimed so the match here was the tag match was really good crowd loved every bit of it and i have to say the dante martin moonsault finish it does is actually really great yes about that though like he does it superbly i just don't think it should be his finisher mm i don't mind moon salts being a finisher but yeah uh like not the like on a standing opponent probably if the opponent was like you know lying down prone to um like, yeah but uh, you don't know you don't want to you know uh, bang up your knees Mm-hmm, but anyways really good tag match the baby faces get the win with the moon salt press and the big L- yeah uh, the dragon flash. flash yeah they used to call it the dragon flash flash in uh, while leo was wrestling in 205 was it the dragon fly or the i mean it was a frog splash yeah it was Yeah, it was the final hour as well. Like initially, they used to call it the Dragonfly Splash, if I'm not mistaken. This was before he became uh, Lashley's manager. Like he was still wrestling on Two Five Live, and then it became the final hour. Yeah, but it's it's still a beautiful move that he executes. I mean, it's a move yeah, that he way, executes beautifully. My bad, but you get my. But the way the way he hits it is the visual is actually great. Yes, and like his. his moves that is also like really really good like his he has the pace to back up all his uh, maneuvers and he's a good striker as well i i like the you know the small combination that he does with the slaps kicks and then the forearms and then he's, he he i think he stopped doing the springboard stunner that he used to do because that injured him at double or nothing and then that which forced him into retirement wow i hope he doesn't retire again Yeah, me too. Like even uh, fucking caster uh, mentioned that on the buy-in while he was rapping to Dante. 
Well, I think Max Caster ran out of material for this ref. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyways, uh, everyone loves the acclaimed uh, and they have been being featured a lot uh, in a consistent basis for the last three weeks. Yeah, everyone loves the acclaimed indeed. But uh, uh, let's move on. Uh, oh wait, I'm actually spearheading. We had a lot more with... We had a little post-match bit here following this match. So, we had Team Taz coming out. We had Taz, Ricky Starks, Poros Hobbs, and Hook, the crook himself. He also made his presence. So, the thing is that, you know, Team Taz is trying to recruit Dante Martin. They also said that, you know, talk with Leo Rush. Uh, you know, you are a great businessman himself, yourself. You know what's best for you and Dante Martin. So, I think this is another chance for Dante. Should he join Team Taz or not? So, here we go. They've given him a long rope. Like, uh, you take your time, think about it, but do join us. And it's like a story. Everyone loves Dante Martin now because you had Seidel's who were... who he was training with and uh, you know helping him grow now you have leo rush who's investing money in him and like you know making trying to make him a star you also have now team taz who is after the services just to bolster the ranks and also the impending return of his brother darius martin so everyone loves dante martin hey i think have they dropped the bit with leo rush and cryptocurrencies they did i mean his gimmick is that and while he was uh, doing his entrance that itself said lbo leo which is his whole uh, crypto stick and uh, yeah just just hoping darius comes back and they make a trio with leo rush and do some stuff we we'll have to wait and see but uh, we got to see darby allen on this dynamite he had a promo segment you know he was being interviewed by uh, why why do i forget the name of this interview tony shivani it uh, it's not tony shivani it's the it, other guy uh, alex parvez no it was tony shivani no it was alex marvez i guess it was tony shivani who would be alex tony uh, So he's being interviewed and says that Darby Allen wants some competition, and you know, and he also mentioned MJF that he would love another rematch against you know MJF in the near future, but he wants competition for now. And he's interrupted by Gun Club, Billy Gun, you know, uh, being the you know leader of this conversation here. He actually challenges Darby Allen to a match, and uh, took a little shot at Darby Allen and walks away. same with colton gun and even uh, who's austin. the other gun austin austin gun also he austin gun had made a little hilarious you know uh, could say line with the i love turtles bit with darby allen which uh, i had to laugh man it was cheap but i had to laugh yeah i mean darby himself copses while he was talking to shivani and then he's like and then they like they just end the segment right there So, you could yeah, do the getting, you could do the derby copsing send for the man meme over <laughs> yeah so we are getting billy gun versus derby allen it's the most so, random yeah, match it's the most random match happening in 2021 but uh, billy gun can still fucking go in the ring like he's 
Uh, you see him on dark or elevation, he's still kicking ass, Mr. Ass himself. No <laughs> pun intended. Definitely not. And uh, absolutely not. And also, like, you know, the size disparity because Gunn is fucking jacked and Darby is like this little. And how Darby wins the match remains to be seen, but still great stuff. Coffin drop on the ass. Yes, please. But it should lead to like the legendary streak of Colton Gunn versus Darby Allen, right? Yeah, I'm waiting for that to be brought up on television. And please, someone bring that up to Tony Khan. Yeah, they are not even seated in the rankings, dude. What the fuck? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But shall we get to the main event? Yes, please. It is for the TNT Championship. We have Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Kuvara facing yes. uh, uh, the newly debuting Jay Lethal. Uh, before we talk about this man, what did you think about this signing, man? It's a great signing for AEW because it was eventually going to happen because Lethal was one of one of the top stars in Ring of Honor and it was only a matter of time before he went somewhere in either WWE Impact or even Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, back to Ring of Honor was probably a good big, uh, shout because you know they are they're not doing the permanent contracts anymore. So he would have just wrestled for them as it is. But like yeah, it was like I said, it was only a matter of time before he showed up anywhere, and AEW was like the first people to you know jump on that. Uh, what do you say? Jump on that train to sign him. But AEW is the only ones who will jump into that situation. Mm-hmm. But even but I thought even Impact would be interested in that because Lethal has some history over there, and. Uh, now with a new and better management compared to the time he was fired from Impact. So there is like, you know, a heaven and earth no, no. Yeah, it's like a heaven and earth situation over there because like it's entirely different and they'd love to have him. Lethal would have gone there. It could have been fine. Like, the signing is great for AEW, but I'm not a very big fan of Jay Lethal, but I do enjoy his work, so... Good signing for them. Yeah, it was high time he got picked up by a big company with uh, national television exposure. He's just floating around for the last 10 years, 15 years, whatever the time be that he has you know, spent in this industry. So I think this time he got a big contract. Yeah, 19 years. But Impact was also in that similar Leo in a way because even they they were number two for the longest time before you know they cut their own legs from underneath they kicked the leg from their under their leg on hard reference. I think you missed up that reference. No, it is it is an actual reference. Like uh, when Owen turned on Brett in '94, he was like, "I kicked Brett's leg from under his leg." He that's uh... a, that was a line he actually said it so. So, yeah, man. And by the way, have you heard the certain Twitter section is mad with Jay Lethal being picked up by Aiden? Yeah, I mean, it's for the reasons that I completely expected them to. And uh, speaking of which, even Briscoes were backstage during the show. So, yeah, there are rumors that even they might be signed soon. 
and that uh, thing makes me happy because briscoes are really good and i think even they in the same situation with jay little need a big contract it's about time yes but who else like uh, that's a discussion for another time and something we already have touched upon in the past they, they picked up jay little briscoes i think that's enough the, those are your core ring of honor guys that you wanted to sign only gresham gresham is left now gresham yeah you could pick him up eventually but he's starting his own promotion i guess yeah something like prestige wrestling if i'm not wrong some grappling wrestling something like that mm-hmm. interesting and even seth rollins seth rollins did you see the tweet by seth rollins he was actually you know jg put over yeah that's that's pretty dope for jonathan gresham if you ask me but uh, in terms of briscoes coming in eventually i love that and with the signing of jay lethal i was a happy man when he came out at a full year i was as happy as little girls looking at their mothers Ooh. i had to put in that line yeah but anyways man anyways uh, this match with jay lethal and guvara pretty good if you ask really me really good and really good match you realize why jay lethal was ring of honor world champion seeing this performance mm. yeah longest reigning ring of honor champion in combined reigns uh, let's uh, talk about the highlights so they are going in a fast pace from the get go lethal was going to uh, finish off guara with uh, the uh, lethal injection i love that move me too But disappointed that we didn't get to see it yep uh so uh, that was actually countered by guara he was actually uh, looking for the gth then we see some great wrestling and uh, crowd is loving it from the get go so i think the story was goara's injured ribs i guess from mm. the full full gear match yep and during the commercial he was actually you know taken out he was being checked out by the medical staff and stuff so he decided to make you know the referee had the option to you know end the match but he decided to you know still continue on with it and even jay lethal was being you know little generous you know against he was little concerned for guara guara actually decided to slap lethal and piss off lethal intentionally so lethal uh, decided to just lay it on and just beat the shit out of guara so we see a big table spot where guara was going for a senton but lethal you know moved out of the way back in lethal was going for another lethal injection that is countered so guara is in the offense he's hitting several knee strikes and he was actually eventually going for the gth but he is not able to pick lethal here even uh, failed at hitting a shooting star press lethal counters it with you know getting the knee up so i said with the knee strikes is hitting one after one after another then finally hits the gth for the victory and you there you go man guvara is still the tnt champion another you know i love that love the fact that they actually put him in the main event hmm it was a great way to close out the show and it means something because it's a championship that is on the line it should always be the case 
yeah i mean this match was great from start to finish and like the big table spot was also a bit uh, i felt a bit cringe when when it happened because you know goar is selling those injured ribs and he sold it really well maggie and yeah. like you said you know you couldn't have said it any better like now you can see the reason why they brought in jaylee thrill for you know his wrestling mainly and yeah i mean also puts goaro over strong in a way was this this was probably his best this, the best version of goaro that we've seen since becoming tnt champion or his best title defense rather so yeah far. and a uh, uh, lot to talk about but uh, one of the things i wanted to bring up is yeah uh, after the match in the circle came out you know you had to you know plug in jericho somewhere in this show right right so he came out is you know uh, raising the hand of guvara the inner circle you know celebrate they also you know uh, we had a moment with guvara and lethal they did a handshake then at the end the show goes up there with uh, the baby face you know all the baby faces celebrating in the situation and the, weirdly enough jay lethal was being embraced by the inner circle for one second i thought Can he join the inner circle? Not so soon. Probably, you know, they need a story to get to it. Yeah, but uh, after seeing this performance, what do you think? Jay Lethal being used as a potential main eventer or being a good hand? I mean, for now, I think he'll be a good hand, and uh, you know, he'll slowly climb up the ranks when required, and then. get his opportunities here and there but how do they take it from that you know leaves that's up to how tony uses him later but so far and, and starting off is a good hand and do and this do you think i asked abby this question in the full gear review do you think this bit with uh, american top team is over i hope it is it came off at it it came off as it is over seeing this dynamite show or i think we, are, we could have gotten at least one reference of it on the show right mm, yeah i mean it was only commentary who was just talking about the match so there was nothing more than that yeah and uh, i hope uh, men of the year don't get lost in the shuffle now that you have dropped this when hopefully drop this story now. Yeah, probably you know just put them in the tag picture again. I get them some wins and face Lucha Bros eventually. Now that would make sense, but um, I have a feeling. Uh, I think in a couple of weeks, um, Guara drops the TNT Challenge. To who? To another top heel or a top guy? Are there any? Besides, I don't know. Miro is the only one that I can think of right now. You can give it to Park. But Park is still a baby face, and uh, he still has a shit with Cody and Death Triangle, Cody and Lucha Bros. So that's something that's happening, and uh, I don't see Park as at least for now because there are. whatever they do with cody and after the match the ramifications how do they have to deal with so i don't i don't see pack 
no with this uh, the way aw builds the stories now the story is guara has injured ribs they continue on with that you know but i think he eventually drops it to someone i kind of hope it's miro again simply because of how great the cha- the rain was hey adam cool could be great yeah but even he has his stuff to do it but yeah i wouldn't yeah. be against that either we'll have to wait and see man we'll have to wait and see but that was the entirety of dynamite and anything you want to add before we get the hell out of it no so where can these guys find you so you can find me on twitter and instagram at @rith_aman and if you're watching this in video form you can see it somewhere in the bottom corner of your screen and you can find slam hub wrestling on twitter at slam on big instagram at slam hub wrestling you can catch this review on all your platforms like spotify and anchor as well this was the aw dynamite review and i'll see you guys next time ciao